You fucked it up. Who was that? Whose breath was that? Oh, that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Who inhaled? <laughs> you wasn't supposed you to do that. five seconds. I didn't realize what you were saying. <laughs> I am very sorry. I am very sorry. Um, welcome, everybody, to the show. We are back with a special guest today. And um, the only way I can introduce her is the queen of comedy. Miss Janelle Banks. What's going on, lady? How you doing? Right. Listen. Are we on? Sorry about that. I was all on my phone. Yes. Um. Sorry about that. The room was tapped. You know what I mean. I'm doing good. The FBI is gone because they have been chasing me. They've been after you too. They've been after me ever since I posted about the baby and Dave Chappelle in one post. Oh my God. On me. Whoa. Whoa. You like taking risks, don't you? Yeah. Risk, risk. That was a risky move. You doubled down. Is what you did. Nigga live on the wild side. Man. They are after me. You just did not care, did you? And you I was like trans Dave Chappelle and the baby in a Ooh. post. They was cut. oh oh my wow. god. So how long Ooh. were you? Locked? I'm about to look that up and see what you said. How how long were you locked out of Facebook? Did I that... did just get kicked out, and uh. they were like, somebody tried to hack your account. So that might I mean, got one mm. too. Yeah, I think uh. that, that's weird. Uh, the Illuminati is busy today, uh. or I should not be in a room with Cortez. <laughs> Listen, two of y'all together is gonna cause a problem. I can only imagine yeah. what's gonna happen after this show. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Logged me out and everything. Mm. They always log me out. I get nervous every day. I get logged out like two or three times y'all for no must, reason. Y'all must have hell of Then like, I have to log back in. I'm always thinking. Because you know when you log back in is when they hit you with yeah, a message. Yep. Yeah. But it don't mean no message yep. when I come in. They yep. just be fucking with me. I haven't, I haven't yeah. reached that level they yet. They blocked. Oh, well, today I've been officially blocked for three days. So, yeah, that's a thing. You ain't on there? <laughs> you ain't on there no more? No. Yeah, today I got on there and I was trying to post these titties with the pasties on them. But I posted the titties without the pasties on them. Quickly. Oh, my God. They are being real Quickly. Honestly. Mistake. Quickly, honest mistake. Quickly, honest mistake. How come they couldn't just call you and be like, "I know what you meant to do, brother. bro." Small, <laughs> it was a small joints too. They, you could mistake the message. How many, yeah. how many warnings have you already had? Because if you only got three days, that's not. That's they'll, not. They'll never really, I've never been blocked on this page. Probably once, but I'll never get any warnings. Warnings I get to be dumb shit like. I done cussed or something like that, so then I can, you know, they don't trip too much about that. But yeah, that nudity, a shit, little light warning. Yeah, that you know what I mean. Shit. Oh, so the so somebody needs to crack the code of knowing like what what level of you know like yeah. is this yeah. a, is this a misdemeanor? Start or a Facebook a, podcast. You know I know. I, mean? I know one thing you can do. You what? ain't never get blocked for it, saying nigga. You won't never no, get no, blocked for saying no, nigga. No. That was that. No, they start sending money after that. You get, but I can't say like I got uh blocked for saying I'm gonna beat you up. Yep. I got blocked for saying yes. you. I you better stop before I push you or yep. punch I, yeah. you. I got blocked for saying I'm gonna punch you. Yeah. Yep. I got put on a suspension. Yep. So that's because it's violent. So I yeah. put stab. Like somebody said, like leapers are, are serial killers or some shit like that. And I was like stab, stab. You know what I mean? Funny. Oh, you going that? Uh, I think they only <laughs> pick with certain yeah, people though. I'll be seeing comments. Motherfuckers be like, bro, I knock these niggas the fuck out bitch ass niggas you don't see I'm them I'm like how is yeah. it whole fighting videos <laughs> yeah. and like whole pornographic material on exactly yeah. like I, I have I videos of people like humping dogs in my inbox yeah. and I can't say mm-hmm. you can't read the context of our conversation and say not know that this is playful banter like I'm not yeah. really yeah. over here nucking if you bucking right right, right. <laughs> yeah. but I will tell you this you can get away with a lot of shit in the inbox 
Oh, the inbox yeah, is free. You can wait a lot of yeah, shit in there. The inbox is free, right? Yeah, the inbox is one of the dirtiest places on earth. The inbox, you tell people. Obviously, you know. Yeah, you tell people to meet you in the inbox so that way you can say whatever the fuck you want to. You be like, let's go. Go with me. Shit, say your ass, yeah. But on on them comments, yeah. Sometimes I wish I got a female inbox, though. Y'all should go. Oh, yeah. Post a couple of pictures and y'all should crack. It's like we don't even need phone numbers anymore. Remember when it was like taboo to. DM exactly. or call somebody now, yeah. and yeah. now that's the new cell phone. Yeah. Like you don't need a cell phone number. Yeah. Oh I, I, asked, I asked this chick for her number one time. She gave me her snap information. I said, "What am I supposed to do with this?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, reach me. Here's there, my dude. password, nigga. <laughs> that means, that means you ugly. You that nigga said, this? That nigga said, "Reach me there." <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> my Snapchat handle. I don't. Nah, but then then you snap them, and then they sending you shit. You're like, oh, all right. I can see what the snap is all about now. <laughs> yeah, I ain't know. Yeah. I ain't know. No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't I think it's it anymore now know. because you're ugly. You know what I mean? Or they don't want to talk to you now. I think it's just first of all, no one's really changing their numbers like they used to anymore. Nobody's yeah, really like, let me change out, my yeah. number. It's just that you don't give it out. Mm-hmm. Spam calls fucked it up for everybody. Oh if I'm God. tired of these motherfuckers, yeah. I'm gonna get tired of you. So yeah. you might as well not even have my numbers because I'm not gonna talk to you. What's kind of fucked it up for everybody? I think iPhones with the FaceTime because because yeah. now all yeah. platforms got some type of video chat now. Yeah. So you really don't need mm-hmm. nobody's number. That's true. That's true. You don't. Yeah. You don't. Like true. there, and it, I'm horrible with saving numbers. So even oh, if you yeah. give me your number, yeah. like <laughs> I will engage with you for months and never <laughs> save your number. Yeah. And it's crazy because like I'll like some people will text me or hit me up, and I have to go back and read the text messages. Like I do. Yeah, me too. What? I do. <laughs> Who is? Oh, okay. I hey. Yep. That's yeah. how you know Happy when you're birthday. done with the bullshit. No yeah. new people. Yeah. Goddamn it. Yeah. Yep. If you ain't already saved, you a new motherfucker. So you just gonna stay I right there. I just got lazy fingers. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me too. But yeah. hey, are we texters? Are we all texters? Or are we? Are we uh, still call me on the phone if we need it? If we if we need to interact, texters. It depends on the relationship that I have with that person. I'm not a big texter. I just not with nails and fingers. It's frustrating. Oh, okay. Like I don't really care to text. But if you mm-hmm. are a person that like I'm really vibing with or whatever, like I'll text. But they're still gonna be short texts. Yeah. <laughs> they. Just you know, like, hey, hey, good morning. <laughs> oh my god, have a great day. So you know, no effort I hope in your the day text. is going well. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> can't get a paragraph. I will no. talk on the phone for hours. Yeah. Like I will talk on. Like I'm the type of person I yeah. fall asleep on the phone with you and wake up. Like I, I still okay, I'm but very I won't text school. you. Though. That's cute. I'm very old no. Old. I, like I th- you know what? I think that's. I keep saying that shit. I think that's just Libra shit. I really do. I don't know. I'm not a texter. Here you go gang banging again. Listen, I, <laughs> Libra, go. Libra gang, 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 gang. Look at it. Look at it. You know what? I'm, really, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a. Throwing up the L. <laughs> and shout out to all the Libras that was your birthday. I know it's Scorpio season, but whatever. Shout out to all the Libras. Um, whoop, whoop, 10 in this thing. You know, I think I'm not, I'm not a texter. I'm like. Text me. I feel like text is something that you need to hurry up and tell me. Because I don't like if I text you and you respond too slow. Mm-hmm. I'm already over the shit. I'm a very time yeah. frame texter. I'm over yeah, it. I'm over See, that's too frame. much. You can't yeah. be putting rules on brothers, man. Because, How come a brother can't text listen, you back why, in, a, why, okay. in a decent amount of time? So listen to this. If I talk to you on the phone, I ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If you take too long to answer on the phone, nigga, I'm hanging up. 
I get that though. That's <laughs> so they kind of stupid if they can't just freestyle. But listen you know to this. I mean? So if you text me, if you text me, first of all, you didn't got me out of my groove. You don't know what the fuck I was doing. You text me, and I'm like, okay, I'll respond to you. Like, oh, okay. What's the nigga at work? Why? Why would you text me? You know, you can't really talk. Cause he like you. Then that means you. Send she a, look at y'all. Then listen, no, no. <laughs> then that means you would send a text like, hey, just thinking about you. Da, 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 da. Those texts are different. But if you text me like you having a conversation, and I respond, mm-hmm. and we having a conversation, and then it's like. Nothing. Man, but when he go behind that pallet, you know he only got like 60 seconds. You got to hit him right back. <laughs> I didn't did this. I'm listen, telling you. I'm, I'm already exhausted. Boss be on your ass. I, I, <laughs> they don't, they don't message me at work. I Sometimes I can appreciate, though, when you reach out to me in them eye hours. And so I'll engage. Because then I'll be like, oh, if you texting me when I know you got something to do or, you know, you got something going on, I feel that. Yeah. You know. But at the same time, I'm still not just like. I'm only texting if we getting into it or like, you know, if I'm really getting to know somebody, yeah, I'm a text, but just yeah. all day. Like I got to drive. I got to get ready. I got to, you know, do stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Just call me and tell me what you need to tell me. And then like, and then you never know for a woman. Maybe we want to hear your voice. We're going to have to have a show about this, because I'm sick of this shit. We're going we're gonna to get to this Janelle interview, but we're going to get back to this shit, <laughs> I'm just, because that's some bullshit. Y'all we are so, make, we got to do so need, much stuff to y'all. We then we t- need to make sure Janelle is back. Because, Man, we can't ask what you're doing no more, nothing. All right, all right. <laughs> and not in a W-Y-D. Not in a W-Y-D. It could be whatever format. You the uh, not in the devil. What are you doing? My first question not to text, Janelle. Not respond. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> WYD. You know what? I've been waiting so long to have a, a female guest. Guys, if you don't know, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, you going ham already. Ha, already. We eight minutes in. Already. My first Let's question start. to Janelle. <laughs> when did you first realize you were funny? Funny, funny. I don't, as a kid, like, like I always combated uh, being teased. Like, I was a fat kid. I was dark. I had crooked teeth, you know. And so I was an easy target on the playground. Mm-hmm. And I would just come back like, cool, I'm fat, but where's your father? You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> Where the fuck is your daddy at, nigga? Right. <laughs> Didn't you wear that outfit last week? Like, okay. gosh, you know, Oshkosh Magosh, but not every day, you know? <laughs> I ain't heard that brand in a minute. Okay. <laughs> so, so you were battling on the, play, on the playground. It was my defense mechanism, you know, like. Um, and when I realized people left me alone, I was like, we might be into something. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy and we still Facebook friends to this day. Um, Jonathan Smith told me in the third grade, you're going to be on comic view one day. And I don't know what I was doing as a kid or saying, mm-hmm. but I think because I was just teased so much that was, you know, I was not, I'm not going to fight you, but I will talk about your mother. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. So you didn't go light. You came back with the hardcore yeah, shit. You hitting the buzz. Uh, Michelle say we go high. Then I <laughs> nah. I'm going for the knees because <laughs> you hit niggas below the belt. Your mama is personal. dead, nigga. Why are you talking to me? Right. <laughs> Ain't fuck no dead ass mama. Ghost. What you doing? <laughs> That's why I was telling Ron. I was telling Ron. I was like, when we was kids, we grew up just like that. We had it. We had we we everybody joked. Yeah. And you had to get it. Mm-hmm. Nobody had no no you couldn't hold back. Yeah. You was gonna get picked on. Yeah. Yeah. Was just, you either get picked on or you be the picker. That's this, how it yeah. was. And my family is very much <laughs> my family like 
you seen the Waynes, but that's what I grew up with. Like my aunts and uncles roasted the shit out of each other. Like, okay. like so you learn how to do it in house. Yeah, like I remember one time I almost fell out the car at the exit on Banner where uh you coming off <laughs> the 435 and you can get off at Bannister on 71 you merging. Yeah. I remember almost falling out of the car because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Cause my uncle said some smooth shit to my auntie. Like they was going in. Like I just grew up in a household. Hit it with a knockout blow. Man, like you know, and I'm laughing so hard and I'm holding on to the door. I done opened the damn door of the car, you know. So like, yeah, I just grew up in a very aggressive and humor fan. Like that's how we communicate. That's how we show love through like. Nigga, you ugly, but I love you. you know? <laughs> so your family was funny for the most part? Like, most oh, of your family yeah. members? Yeah, I wish, like, I was not the only one who did stand-up. Because they very yeah. much all should have had a career. Or, like, my mom still has not given up on her dream of being a writer. Because she swears she writes or could write my jokes. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> she'd be hitting me with the, hey, you should try this right here. <laughs> and then you, you know, I like what you did when you was up there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so she coaching you a little bit. Yeah, she yeah she definitely (laughs) feel like she feel right now. Okay, yeah. Okay, but is she funny though? Do you use some Uh, of her stuff? You know, I ain't use none of her stuff (laughs) yet. You know, I I ain't got around to it. You know, (laughs) I just wrote so much. I ain't got to. I ain't ain't got to her notebook yet. You know, so uh, yeah, yeah, got a lot of things on my plate right Mm -hmm. now. So much going on, and you know the pandemic hit. If the pandemic wouldn't hit, I would have hit her notebook by now. You right, know? right. But the show right. slowed hey, down. Hey, she like yeah. it's it's over now. So yeah, when you go yeah, when you yeah, go yeah. slide this one, I just I just sent this one to you. Man, you know what? While we on that, because I know a lot of comedians, everybody want to tell y'all what to say on stage. Y'all always here. Have you ever heard somebody just tell you a fucking knockout, dope, super funny joke? Because I know most of them are lame. Have you ever just got blown away by a motherfucker's yeah. idea? Um, <laughs> I do have comics that will, uh, like they give you tags, you know, or they'll tell you how to like, you know, pipe up a tag or, you know, you know, so I appreciate those. So I've had people, um, uh, Alonzo Bolding told me a very way to change the joke around. And at first I'm like, oh, they laugh, you know, let me rock with it. But yeah. he explained, if you say this, it'll make it. Cause it's a joke. It's a satirical joke playing mm-hmm. on people's, you know, intellect. And he's like, if you say this, it'll really drive home the fact that people are dumb. And <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> like, he was like, it'll really, cause I do, you know, a joke about Donald Trump saying he talked to the president of the U S Virgin islands, you mm-hmm. know, or I used to say the president of the Virgin islands. And he was like, put U S virgin islands in front of it and it's okay. gonna blow people's mind because he literally so you saying he talked to himself why not drive it home yeah. yeah and i was like you are so right Damn. you know so um it just you know some help people will help you punch up stuff mm-hmm. and there's a uh comic here named david sky he's an older white guy and he literally will write your tags out on stage while you're on stage and give them to you and i i used to like be like why is he doing this but he will catch stuff that you because you do crowd work you engage you do things like i record myself on stage so i can come back and catch those things Mm -hmm. but catching it from another perspective and then a perspective that's so different from you in comedy it just helps you layer yourself as a comic you Mm -hmm. know i don't go into the same type of rooms every time i do comedy so to get 
that perspective, I like it, you know. I'd be like, come on, now if I don't get my piece of paper, I'd be mad. Like, David, where my shit? <laughs> like, I was sleepy today, so I, I didn't Where my really... tags at? Run me my shit. I'm about to say, what is a tag? Like an idea or like a point to um, yeah, touch it's, on? Or... It's like a bullet point, basically, where you mm-hmm. know that punch is. Like, for me, you know my crock pot. So, I, crock pot is a tag, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love that job. <laughs> <laughs> so do you write everything out? Like, do you, or do you just have some moments where you just go up and you're like, I'm just going to do some shit and see what works or just freestyle um, the shit? It's a combo. I mean, I always try to like, you know, pull out tags that I'm ready for. Um, but sometimes you just have to go a different way and a different route. It's like, I see like it's like driving downtown and like shit this is a one way street I got to turn another way you know so you just kind of have to redirect yourself you can't like I used to you know have comics make fun of me they be like you just be back here trying to memorize notes you can't do that like it's gonna and you do go blank when you go on stage but for me I just kind of like to have a base I'm a visual person so Mm -hmm. if I feel like I'm struggling on stage I will start picturing bullet points and try to figure out where I can, you know, hit a mm-hmm. crowd at. So sometimes it's a full-fledged writing process. Um, I think just for memorization to get the flow or, you know, mm-hmm. understanding of a joke. But I try not to get too much into my head with, like, writing, writing, writing. Because that memorization is where you make yourself, I feel like, make myself nervous. Okay. How long have you been doing comedy, stand-up comedy? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> I'm gonna say I. I feel like I've hit a 10 year mark. It's it's because I took a pause when I moved to Texas. It just I felt like I didn't go as hard. So I feel like maybe 2016 or 17th is a rebirth for me. That's when I like understood what I was capable of. So. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't want to count all them back years. That was just me slutting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need some more time. I'm sweating around a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> um, just to understand the business aspect, and then just to understand like I used to get caught up in my head, but now it's like, nah, I know, like I'm funny. Like, fuck that. Like, yeah. Uh, like, I ain't gonna say I'm Dave Chappelle, but nigga, my middle name might be Dave. <laughs> okay, okay. Man, I heard you talk about those blank points because I can remember the like I did stand up comedy like three times in my life, and there was nothing like too special about it. But the first time I went up there, I hit a blank fucking moment, and that was my biggest fucking fear. I kept thinking about like, what if you forget? Because I had like eight jokes memorized front to back, and I got up there. I, I think I did like three, and um. Couldn't forget the next one. And that was the thing. I was stressing over what was coming next, and I sat there and forgot. But it came back within, like, three seconds, so it wasn't too big of a gap. But how do you deal with that now? Or does that even happen for you anymore? But what do you do? You just freeze with Yeah. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I brain fart all the time. Or, like, I'll be in the middle of a joke, and something will happen where I have to engage with the audience because you just don't want to lose that moment. And I'll be like, damn, what joke was I telling? I don't even know. That's horrible. It's been times where I've been like, hey, y'all, what was we talking about? You know, (laughs) you know, but sometimes you have to like, I'll like, you know, you have to kind of reset either. Am I going to go back into this joke? If I go back into it, will it still be funny? Are we going to be at the same point Mm -hmm. or should I pivot and let this moment rock and just move on? Mm -hmm. You know, but sometimes 
you get greedy when you know a joke hit you don't want to miss you know like i know some jokes hit and yeah. i'll be like nah i want that nut you know <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm about to get this motherfucker yeah. i can't let it go i'm gonna remember which position we was in <laughs> oh my god have you ever just had like a a joke where you're like oh maybe that shit went too far or maybe oh, yeah. the room is not filling this shit right now yeah. Um, yeah. I used to tell domestic violence jokes. Uh, oh, shit. I did, and I mean. Always touchy. Yeah, I, and it's crazy because, like, I've done them. Like, I did this joke at Firefly, like, Fly, Firefly Lounge or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, Firefly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, not that one. Not the, that one? the wine dot one. The, oh, what is it? Firelight. Oh, Firelight. Fire yeah. Rough yeah. crowd. Yeah, no. <laughs> they like hitting bitches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the joke resonated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that said, they I was with it. That was that. I understand. I was cool. I've been waiting to hit this. I got that joke. I felt where she was coming from. I did the joke at a ball type of situation <laughs> in Topeka. Like, um, like a player's ball or no it was in a ballroom setting kind of oh. is oh, but okay. i was performing with a band like i was kind of like they open an act or whatever oh my god and yeah i did the joke <laughs> and you know I, of course as a comedian you clean it up like when you realize oh it didn't go so well let me mm-hmm. reset but after the show this guy came up to me and was like you know I used to hit bitches and this is not funny and I'm like as you telling me this I'm laughing though yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it resonated with yeah, you huh my like, brother like he was just like domestic violence is never funny and you could trick and I, I understood like that social responsibility you know concept of like hey maybe I can't do this but then yeah. I'm like comedy is subjective and you know my bad mm-hmm. I'm sorry you know I wasn't trying to trigger anybody, but you had to have heard it last week at Firelight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, maybe you need some classes or something, my brother. Anger management or something. Like, Talking about my joke. Banger. So I was, you know, I mean, you had a moment or whatever where you feel it. You know, I've just gotten a little bit better with if I feel it to kind of get out of it or I make fun of the fact like oh that's dark like y'all wasn't ready for that like cause you know on the way in the car I was like they gonna love this shit you know (laughs) so you know you just kind of dance out of it you know so do you ever feel like you're gonna bring your own little oh I guess I know you was talking about moving out of town or something Mm -hmm. like that but before you moved out of town, the last time you had your own little uh, joint going on that you invited me to Mm -hmm. to just laughs right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you ever want to bring those back um i do i just that venue that we did it at you know just it was just you know it was just an amazing opportunity i think when you get into producing comedy you never want to be hit over the head and you never want to hit other comics over the head Mm -hmm. so that was just you know an opportunity where it felt so real to do it like i love producing um shows but it can take away from you enjoying comedy or comedians you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. um now that i have gotten into the flow of like really doing shows every week i don't know if i would want to go back to like throwing myself into trying to build that platform because at the same time you still trying to build yourself as a comic and the way the industry is now everybody is like if you don't have a million followers like you're nobody and you're never gonna be funny and i'm like (laughs) 
Oh my God, but if you, <laughs> if you come to this show with me and these 30 people, I am a hoot. Like, yeah. God damn it. So, oh my God. I mean, I want to go back to uh, producing, but I think I would rather collaborate. Like, I just couldn't just throw myself out there. Like, it would have to be on a. I would love to collaborate with some of the festivals I've worked with or even you, Cortez. Yeah, we you should, know. We should. Um, but just I like your Sound like some business coming <laughs> like, along over yeah. here. Look at that. When I first started doing comedy, I would go to uh, they used to call it rooms. So I used to go to her room and it was at Somewhere in Missouri, I wasn't even familiar the, with the uh, arts bar. Uptown arts bar was one of them, and then nah, this was this was before that one. This was Ooh. like uh, it was. I remember it was a white room and they had white couches. Oh, Club Seven Hundred. That's what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yep. forgot about that, that one. So you had yeah. a comedy showcase? Is what y'all talking about? Yeah. That's what you had. Well, she we had it every. I um, we used to be down at Coot. It was Kudos. Um, Kudos. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then we moved to Club Seven Hundred, and yeah, then I end up moving to the Arts Bar. But that's when I had like a partner. But we would do just just laugh Mondays or yep. whatever, just laugh yep. Thursdays, whatever day we could get out of that yep. venue, you mm-hmm. know. Go. And it was it was nice. It mm-hmm. was nice. That's when I first met her. I was she was on stage. It was like. Probably like ten people in there. It was a group of girls that came from somewhere, and I thought you knew them. I promise, I thought she knew them, and she was clowning with them. They was all laughing, and she didn't know them at all. But it felt like it felt, it felt like the whole time they was all friends, like they was interactive. And that was the first time I was like, "Damn, like I want to do what she do because it was yeah. crowd work, and like crowd work, people don't understand, like." If you at an event and you have your jokes right mm-hmm. and you forget your jokes, mm-hmm. crowd work is one of those things where you can rely on until you can figure that shit back out in your head. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you can be talking about a joke and then something would trigger trigger a joke that you just you were just talking about somebody's shoes and you was like, damn, my uncle, yeah. you right yeah. back on the same right, page. Right. So when I used to see her do I used to try to practice that shit. You and Kevin Rowe. That's all. Yeah. I, these two people used to do so much crowd work. I, I didn't even know that she was, I didn't even know she wrote the jokes. People would make comics would pressure jokes. me about. So it's that not freestyling when you do cr- a crowd work. You already have it worked out. Is what it, you saying? It's, it, sometimes it is like, for instance, like Bobby J. I seen Bobby. I probably went to Bobby J's shows. I don't know how many times, but Bobby J. The way he does his shows, it seems like he's making this shit up on top of his head. Mm-hmm. But he has so many jokes that mm-hmm. once he go into the crowd, he can keep multiplying off of a joke that he already did. So mm-hmm. like he'll say. Oh man, you look like you wear like you a carbon or you a, a mechanic or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he'll go right into a mechanic joke. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like he talking about him, but when you go into a mechanic joke, it's still on that guy. So it seemed like okay. it's freestyled, but it's not. Mm-hmm. He's already written. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, that's just right. cold. It's, like it's like to fun. like to show up to show up to a place and you be like, is this nigga really going in on him? But he really <laughs> he really already had this joke down. He's just using it on him. So, so would you consider yourself in that case, would you consider yourself a writer? Because that seems like something that you have to plan out. That's something that you have to think about opposed to just getting up there. You remember what she was saying about the notes that the guy was taking? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like she, she already know the tag. Yeah. Yeah. But But I just figure like a, like a writer, like you said, your mom, right? I'm a, I'm a writer by heart just because I come from, before I started comedy, I was a poet. And so, it's a you know a natural thing for me to want to regurgitate regurgitate something on stage that is written, but yes. when you think about memorization, 
that's the element that will trip you up, you know? Yeah. So for me, I like to write, but I'm also an empath. I'm a huge empath. I, and I'm also a clairvoyant kind of person. I read energy. So for me, I'm a room reader. So that's where I feel like I have to work a crowd. When I started stand up, I started because I knew I was naturally funny. Like I could find something in a room or a moment that would make everybody like laugh at this moment. So when you now are doing 10 minute sets, 30 minute sets, 40 minute sets, hour minute, you know, you are hours. You have to get into that point where you have to be able to have written material, but be able to know how to bring it up. Yeah. Because once you get to the point of performing every weekend, you're going to have the same set or the same base, but be it, being able to read that audience and know when to work it in or how to, like I go to doing comedy clubs, the churches, so, yeah. and people ask me how I do that. And I'm like, I do crock pot in the church. Yeah. <laughs> like I've done that joke. You just have to know how to shift the language in it mm-hmm. or the energy in it to where it's not as aggressive in this manner. Or it seemed like that one would have been sexual. hard. You got to be dope to uh, switch up crock pot pussy I for the church crowd. I told you, <laughs> I am Dave Chappelle. I get you. You got to be. I mean, I, like one of my favorite things to do when I tell people, like this is when I feel like I'm a comic. Like I like to create a callback at a show. Something that happened in that moment at a show right then and there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go on that topic the whole show. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring it up. To the point where we all saying it by the end of the show, i.e. Gregory, you know, that's just one of those (laughs) things. Like, I want y'all to see what I see Mm -hmm. and then let's make fun of it. You know, I love Mm -hmm. doing, creating that callback. So you, so you genuinely get funny. You don't get like, this is pre-written, pre-rehearsed. Like, this chick came in this room and she wrote this joke for me at this moment, at this time. And I think people appreciate that, especially after this pandemic, y'all got to buy two tickets just to get in the club, you know? So I want to curate that moment of funny for you and the takeaway. Like I love now hearing people run up to me and yell Gregory or yell crock power, yelling me about the U S Virgin islands or something, you know, just Mm -hmm. whatever or little, your little, yeah, I was at your little show the other night, (laughs) your little jokes, you know, and I'm, like you, yeah. That was the first joke. That yeah, I heard. <laughs> the first joke. I was like, why do they gotta be little? <laughs> I never thought about that. Every time yeah. somebody say little something, I'd be like, it ain't, it ain't little. It's not <laughs> my it's big not. dreams. Yeah, shit, actually ain't little. Yeah, ain't little not. at all. I'm a big girl, so. <laughs> no, I remember that one. What is your writing process like? Because I hear a lot of people have different. Um, like I remember when I used to write. And I would sit there with a pen sometimes when I found it the wrong way. You just get a pen and a paper and you try to think of something. Or you just going about your day and something hits you. Do you grab something? You, like, is your memory good or do you write it down? Like, how does the joke start? No, nah, I be thinking, I, I learned that every time I be like, yeah, I'm going to use this. Girl, you better write it down or record mm-hmm. it because you're not going to remember <laughs> it. Gonna remember. Some, uh-huh. It has to be something like... It has to be a very organic. I can't just force myself and be like, you know what? I'm going to block out two hours a day and I got to write. You know what I'm saying? Sit down on a notebook and I'm going to hit it. You know, like um, it just has to be an organic process. A lot of my comedy comes from, ironically, being on the phone with my friends. Mm. And I've gotten better at being like, hold on, bitch, shut up. I got to write this down Uh, (laughs) or I got to record it because just so I can catch that moment. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of the times on stage, I'll prefect, like I'll tell y'all why I wrote a joke, you know, like, or this is what happened to me, you know, or this is my life, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, it just has to be organic. Um, I do, like, like I said, I heavy write and I'll write out those paragraphs, but at the same time, 
I like to tag them and break them down so mm-hmm. I'm not tripping up on stage trying to, you know, work out words. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I mean, I love writing just because I like writing and I'm hoping that one day I'm in somebody's writer's room too. Like it's yeah. more than just stage for me. Like I would love to expound on my humorous interpretation. Nice. I see that coming. So would you say the situation that we saw earlier before recording, were you thinking of a joke about that or were you just like, nah, I've probably done something like this before? Um, oh, I what's think. What's the situation? <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah, tell you. I thought she was pulling up in the parking lot, but it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> the crackheads. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Cortez I mean, wasn't here yet. In that situation. <laughs> It's such a story. Yeah, it's such a storytelling situation. You know, so it has to be the right setting to be able to. You have to have like I feel like an intimate. Like I did a show uh, Monday for the Kansas City Theater Fund, and it was just such an intimate situation. I mean, it's a room full of like sixty to eighty people, but it's still like that. You can have that storytelling moment where you can take the time, and it doesn't have to be punch after punch after punch. You can kind of build up, Mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes, like I'll do I tell jokes where I build up and build up and then the last part is like the wackest part of the joke mm-hmm. and I'll be like yeah that's not really a joke it's a testimony like I'm just trying to tell you what happened to me you know like, yeah. it's just, hey, be careful when you're standing outside you know getting a smoke break at the podcast studio yeah. <laughs> yeah, know, be, careful. be careful you know so um, okay. it, it has to be the right yeah it has to be the right like now don't think that I'm not gonna ever not tell people that I saw Shorty from Houston up here at the BP on 70 <laughs> <Right. laughs> right. Road, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Also, I feel empowered because I drive a Chrysler, so I too now want to kick bitches out of my car. <laughs> At the gas station. <laughs> With you, the doors you, wide open, drive down the street. You better get in that quick trip before I do. Because <laughs> I'm leaving you. <laughs> oh, my God. It was hilarious. We had to tell you about it. <laughs> you, you did. You did. It, it, was, it was pretty good. Man. All you, right, besides. All right, go ahead. You know, well, I was just going to say, I wasn't going to ask a question. I was just going to say that the nice thing, the cool thing about you is, you, like you said, you'll do a show at places that I've been living in Kansas City all my life and I'm like wait what's that or where's that at mm-hmm. or just diversity different places opposed to just the same places that you hear mm-hmm. comics perform at so I think that is that is really neat to have just a difference not just one set of people or one crowd of people you can just make comedy with anybody mm-hmm. and especially as being a woman a black woman at that so that's just amazing. That's just it. amazing. Man, I think just... you got to be dope to do comedy anywhere outside of a fucking comedy club. Yeah. Because yeah, people coming to comedy club, they ready to laugh. Motherfuckers be sitting there while they're in about to go get my laugh on, yeah. get my drink on. Yeah. But when you pop up, niggas eating barbecue, and you just start telling jokes. <laughs> if you can laughing. get them, yeah. you a call motherfucker yep. to me. Because, yep. you know what I mean? I didn't come here for that. I came here for the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right. start doing comedy. I low key like I I recently <laughs> just lost my big brother and it was like the hardest like emotional drawback ever and I was like will I ever be funny again you know like wow. this is so triggering for me and I feel like my first set had to occur at Kato's we was at a store you know the clothing store 
And I'm getting these shoes, and I'm like, man, I should not get these shoes, but I'm going to get them. It's my birthday, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, I deserve. And this lady going to pop out yelling at me about, why you get? You should get the purse. And I went off, and I was like, damn, <laughs> like, don't. You don't know my budget. You don't know my life. Why are you encouraging me to go buy more drugs? What kind of <laughs> drug dealer are you? You know, so I'm going off on her. Another lady come over and was like, yeah, I feel you because bitches always be, you know, <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm standing in front of 10 women, like in a semi-circle bitching at them about shopping <laughs> yeah. and the parents are like yeah like how we be out here spending money but you know i love to empower people with my jokes but i was mm-hmm. like i get why we do it because we never as black women never want to feel the way we look you know what i'm saying or look the way we feel you yeah. know we go through a lot we carry a lot on yeah. our shoulders especially mourning we can't mourn because we have to be stronger for others mm-hmm. we have to hold stuff in we can't you know we can't just break down crying at the piggly wiggly you know yeah so just that I bought these shoes to make me feel better. I I had to bury my brother a week before my birth. Like that's a very, or you know, a couple of days before my birthday. That's a very tragic circumstance to me to celebrate life when grieving mm-hmm. such a, a life in my, you know, so to just be able to have that moment and be like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to take care. I'm going to comb my hair. I don't want to look like depression. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of us do. We go into debt looking good. So we don't feel the way we have to feel yeah. and you know and so are you preaching that yeah, is, that's, this, yeah. this is true it's true <laughs> and so and that's when i realized like you still have that gift you know what i'm saying and i tell you all the time like it's bigger than just the stage to me like i want to be able to write i want to be able to create and pivot and empower people through like I, like i said i became a comedian because people belittled me and mm-hmm. i felt like i'm gonna take back my power you cannot control my emotions your mama's ugly. <laughs> you know? Right like, now. Yeah. Like, so I think comedy is such a, a powerful tool. And it's also a very big tool when it comes to mental health. It's a very big tool and a mental health proponent in my life. And so it saved me so many times. And like now that I've studied it, not just the art of it, but the actual components of laughing like it literally scientifically changes your whole body and your people live longer if they laugh like it helps lower your blood pressure it helps reset your endorphins if you are in pain laugh you it literally helps reset your mental and your physical and your body as well as the chemistry in your body Mm -hmm. so i just appreciate it so much more you know like and i feel like i lost my brother to suicide so i have to go 10 times harder in the in the spectrum of like really respecting life and Mm -hmm. For me, laughter is life, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, like, I like to be funny everywhere, like, in any given moment. Like, and I feel like now, even if you say you want to pay me $12 to perform at your baby shower, I used to be like, nah, bitch, you know? But now I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I just, I, if you feel like you need me in a, in a space of laughter, let's go, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I realize the gift and what it does, you know? And just laughter, period. Like, you saving somebody's life, you know? Yeah. You're right. Did you feel better after you went off on old girl? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I mean, especially when women gathered around yeah. to help me. And, you know, so we. Oh, hell, like, Janelle. <laughs> right. You know, but just to get that, you know, to get that space where I could get a small crowd and 
to be able to reach and resonate with people. Like, cause I have a huge, people don't know. I have a, a social anxiety. Like I don't like being around groups of people nor speaking in front of people. That's yeah. major for me, but being behind a microphone or being in front of a group of people for a certain purpose, it just changes that whole, like it resets that switch for me. That is crazy to hear. Like when I hear people who have to be on stage say they don't like really being around. Mm -hmm. A big group of people, mm -hmm. but they can perform mm -hmm. in a big group of people. Because I'm like, that's that would make me nervous. Like, I feel like I can, I can be around a bigger crowd individually. Like, just hey, you know. But if I get on stage or if I get somewhere and everybody's looking at me, I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. that's that's you know. That's why you gotta be funny. So they ain't they ain't looking at you. <laughs> yeah, but see, <laughs> but see, even if they like, even in public speaking, you know what yeah, I mean? Just yeah. doing anything, it's like uh. It. you know i don't mm -hmm. i just like i don't want all the attention yeah but yeah that's that's just odd to hear people say that though yeah, i don't like being a center but i think being a black woman and then being chubby people start to break you down and analyze you and then start to try to make fun of you or start to you know sometimes people try to up they amp they insecurities up by belittling you yeah mm -hmm. and so for me like it's a struggle to be like the center of attention under light you know, but that's why my material is the way I'm gonna make fun of the elephant in the room, which is me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that way, all that shit that y'all was about to say, I said it, I won, eh, you yeah, know? Exactly. <laughs> and so exactly. it's just, you know, honing in and taking your power. Yeah. Man, you know, just like she said, because we've had these conversations where you say public speaking, you shy and you're introverted and stuff like that. But when I see you on stage, it's like totally fucking opposite. It's right. like you are the most, you seem like the most confident person in the world. Yeah. So knowing that, like a lot of people already face a fear on getting on stage, but for a person who, like, because it's never went away, like you never, like, got, like, away from that when you go up there, you don't just have the confidence, you're still nervous when you hit the stage? I still am, but there is a moment where I'll get into my set once I get a couple of laughs out. Mm -hmm. Like and like I said, I'm a room reader. So once I, I feel that energy, I'm like, okay, I got them. Let's go. It's like, I feel like a choir director and I'm just kind of like, mm -hmm. I know this is going to hit them there. Also, I'm possessed by a very funny ghost. So, um, <laughs> true story. Uh, like what is I, her name? <laughs> no, um, Just Jay was a very well-known comic from Kansas City and he was booming. Mm -hmm. Like he was booming. He, you know, we lost him at a very early age and at a very pivotal point in his career mm -hmm. people don't know we grew up we were best friends you know um and he I came think people should do a documentary on him absolutely well, i think there should be one absolutely i'm one of those people who have heard the name but don't know the yeah, story i don't know i don't know, I don't know the story he's he's amazing. He's, everybody I mean, got a name yeah i mean he, everybody got something good to say about him yeah mm -hmm. he's he was a mate a phenomenal force but that was my best friend growing up wow and i was on the debate team ironically i did humorous and turp my debate coach was a stickler like i did debate like hardcore cross-sex congress lincoln douglas mm -hmm. debate mm -hmm. but i would advance to the next round which would be on saturday which would be like the forensics and interpretation events mm -hmm. and my coach is like y'all not finna sit around in this cafeteria all fucking day y'all gonna pick up a forensics event you know mm -hmm. butterflies butterflies motherfucker go act <laughs> you know like okay so i picked up humorous interpretation and i was good at it i did mm -hmm. a piece called the color museum by george c wolf iconic piece in black history and this little black girl would go up here and do all these little voices and actions and just pivot and da 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 and da 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 you know. 
And I went, I qualified in state nationals was, I mean, I was that motherfucker. Like you knew me in South Kansas city on the debate teams, you know? And so at the same time, he's booming in comedy. And I'm like, man, teach me. Cause I know scripts. I'm funny out here. Like I got trophies, you Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) but he like, nah, bro, it's different. You know, comedy is a whole different construct when you on stage, it's a different energy. It's just different. Um, Fast forward, I go off to college. He's like now really in his career to where he's on stage with big cats. So I became our campus activities board president and I would start booking like Kevin Hart to come to our school. And he was a person who would put me in contact with Kevin Hart. So I didn't have to go to Kevin Hart's agent. I would just personally call Kevin Hart like, hey, my homeboy gave you my number, you know, your number Mm -hmm. and cool experience. Met Kevin Hart, kicked it with him. For Kevin would call me in the middle of class. What you doing, Banks? I'm like, I'm in college. Like, I'm in class, Mr. Hart. What the fuck? Like, you know. What the fuck you doing? Yeah. Like, you ready for the show? You ready for the show? Like, yeah, we ready, nigga. Like, calm down, you know. But, and then I, in turn, would, like, book Jay to come up. And then that's how I met Bobby Jay. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my introduction into comedy. I used to be a booker, you know, in college. and. So I would meet. I need some help. We need some help on the show. (laughs) I would book. I I brought Rick Ross and Young Jock to Mo West. Yeah, I'm still bitter at Rick Ross for that night. But um, (laughs) yeah, like I I came from that world of like going to NACA and stuff like that and learning how to book artists and bring artists to the university. And so Mm -hmm. in turn, I was able to book my friend. But I'm still on this like train of like, hey, can you put me in the game? Because I think I'm funny, you Mm know. Um. So fast forward, I start kind of like hosting stuff at school. Like I was that person that would always be on the mic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, long story short, Jay passed um, on and went to our heavenly father, however be thy name. <laughs> and um, it just was a weird period in my life trying to understand because he was younger and he was very good. The way I met him was weird. And then he was connected because he would go to dialysis and he met my grandparents through dialysis. So we were... It was just a lot. Um, but then I started, somebody dared me to do stand up. I did it. And I started going through these circles of meeting people who he met and who he started his journey with in Kansas City. So it felt like, you know, like, oh, this is weird, but mm-hmm. I ain't going to say nothing about it. But one time I did a show and I would tell people when I first started doing stand up, I didn't know what I was saying. I would black out and just do crowd work. I never had a set. I just go up there and talk shit to people about mm-hmm. the obvious in the room. So I sent footage to him and or his ex-wife and bobby J, and she was like it's weird because this it literally is like watching him y'all are very similar and mm-hmm. you know he was known as the freestyle king of comedy and i'm a person who don't write jokes i'm just making fun of shit so i'm a Whoa. freestyler you know so mm-hmm. she was like it's very eerily weird to watch y'all because mm-hmm. it's like watching you and anytime i've worked with anybody they're like you're a girl but it's like being on stage with a dude i have a very mm-hmm. masculine presence mm-hmm. so i just kind of chalked it up to maybe this is him when i go on stage i pray to god and i pray to him because i do feel like it's just me continuing and carrying his legacy that's all i see it as you Mm -hmm. know because i don't like people i don't like dealing with the logistics (laughs) of comedy i don't like you know being around crowds but it's something about being able to know i'm doing it for him Mm -hmm. it just makes it puts me at ease so i like y'all see janelle but this is very much jay Mm -hmm. um 
and his presence. That's my, I, I, you know, my motto is just laugh. I go by Miss Just Laugh, and that's to carry his le- legacy. I've always been I known as Jay. I, yeah, I didn't either. I, yeah, I didn't either. That. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've always known his in name here. was Just wow. Jay. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, people have always called me Jay. Mm. So I never wanted to go back on stage and be like, hey, my name is Just Jay, because that would be, you know. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I, yeah. <laughs> so I just always wanted to carry a piece of him, you know, with me because I honestly feel like this is the only reason why I'm here, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I'm very thankful to him and his family. And I did a show a couple of years ago and ran into his little brother. And I hadn't seen his brother since he was a kid. And we just had this conversation. And it was crazy. Like the apartment I live in, I won't move out of because that's where Jay passed. Like I end up moving where he let last left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if that ain't no sign. Cause that's when my comedy career picked up. When I moved back here, I left the relationship and was like, I'm going to focus on me and what I love. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be in the same walls. He did it. And mm-hmm. so I was like, that's, I have to, you know, acknowledge that gift and move forward with it. Wow. Yeah. Jay was hilarious. Was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watched a couple of footage on him, but I haven't seen nothing clear though. Yeah, I mean, because this was yeah. back in the time before yeah. cell phones and yep. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when we had to flip flips and, right, right. you know, or we didn't have a camera. We was T9ing. So, yeah. Because yeah. that's crazy because mm-hmm. we worked together at Sprint and I used to just hear him mm-hmm. just roast people, mm-hmm. like, especially people who thought they, you know. And his voice, you, you couldn't, that voice yeah. carried through everywhere. Because it did. Because yeah. as soon as we knew he was yeah. in the break room, we was running in there like, yeah. oh, he talking about somebody, <laughs> like, hurrying up and getting yeah, on roast phone. Roasting like, what? Listen, yeah. getting in trouble and shit all the time. But yeah, that, that was, he was a good comedian yeah so that's why i do it y'all i just am a ghost <laughs> i'm a ghost <laughs> but that's cool just to put the just in there i yeah. never knew where that came from that's that's interesting yeah so i'm gonna ask you these questions can i ask the question today? we ready okay we ready Uh-oh. let's go Uh-oh. rapid fire so i think i should put writer because i do ask this question too if you could be any other profession that you wanted to just anything what would it be? Oh, a lawyer. Okay, okay, okay. A lawyer. Why yes. a lawyer? Uh, Is it the debate thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I aspired to be my entire life. I went to school and majored in criminal justice and legal studies. My <laughs> next goal was to be, uh, you know, go to law school. Uh, my end game is still to blow up in comedy and pay for law school. Uh, so <laughs> so okay. I still want to, I mean, I work at a law firm. People don't know that. I work at a yeah. law firm. They mm-hmm. know what I do. They're very supportive of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily they've let me travel the world and travel to other offices and, you know, be able to still work and nice. pursue, you know, comedy. So Cause they know you're going to blow up. I mean, maybe, and I'm hoping one of them will be my attorney. I be trying to tell my boss all the time, you you want to look at this contract real quick with me, girl. (laughs) Okay, let me get a little free work around this motherfucker. Like, we bill you. Yeah, I'm the only team or the only person on the team that I work with that is doesn't have a JD, but you know. I like I aspire to, and that's why I like keep them in my circle. Yeah, yeah. I want them to mold Look me. At that. Network, <laughs> network, and work. Yes. Okay, so we ask a question. Well, two questions. Your top five favorite comedians in your top five movies. Have we Ooh. decided to do just co- uh, comedies with movies or? Well, some people just take it to another level, right, anyway. Yeah. Okay, okay. So whichever like, one, the color purple was dope. Like, <laughs> man, <laughs> man, man, I mean, it wasn't meant to be funny. It was funny, but yeah. it wasn't meant to be. I mean, it was funny when it's being nasty woman's disease. It was a rap for me, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I guess your top five 
try to stick to comedies <laughs> with movies, but if not, just go ahead. And yeah. just, you so know. top five comedic movies? Yes. Ooh, that's hard. Or you um, can do comedians, whichever one you want to do first. Oh, uh, yeah. I just feel like we'll be here all day over here. <laughs> um, comedians is hard, too, um, because now when you actually get into the world of working with comedians or meeting comedians that you idolize and they want shit, and you like... Oh. Scratch your bitch you ass off my lip. Yeah. yeah. You ain't getting into heaven, dog. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Richard Pryor ain't finna see you. <laughs> um, but um, it's hard. I mean, it's. I think also when you begin to work with somebody, too, and if they actually take the time to love on you and mentor you, it changes that dynamic, yeah. you know. Um, top five, I mean, always Whoopi Goldberg, uh just yeah. my representation of that that black girl that people didn't think was you know beauty standards mm-hmm. and she's fucking beautiful mm-hmm. and a fucking pimp um <laughs> i aspire to love like she does um oh geez uh mom's mabley um just because iconically i mean she taught us how to make money and how to do it and how to stack your bread mm-hmm. you know uh somebody else said that richard too. pryor um, oh man, cause she got a dope ass list through three. <laughs> Richard Pryor mm. is that dope. Uh, Rodney Perry. Um, Ronnie was always a favorite of mine. Mm. Ronnie does this thing, and I've kind of latched onto it. Like, you pick somebody in the audience, you give them a name. Who gives a fuck about their name? Mm. And you just rock with them. That's my callback. You know what I'm saying? If you just mm. pick on that one audience member, and I like giving them a name that's super, <laughs> you know, like if it's a white dude, I'm like, okay, what's up, Richard, Tommy, Jerry, you know? And yeah. you just call them that the whole night. And when you do a joke, be like, did you like that, Jerry? That was funny. Cool. You know? He did and, me like that yeah. at his damn comedy show. Yeah. And I, I just, I love that. But also personally, um, to be able to work with him, he's mm-hmm. a stand-up person and just the mentorship, like that's the person that's going to call and check on you. That's the person that's going to make sure like you, you good or you have an understanding. Anytime mm-hmm. I make a business move, that's the person that will be like, hey, you stupid, but you got to learn, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to learn. Um, it's dope to have though. Yeah, it's very dope to have because it's hard. It's so hard to trust people in comedy because people can be your best friend and still be steering you the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes it's not intentional. Sometimes they stupid too. But it's still <laughs> like, dang, you know, it's it's just very hard to trust. And yeah. sometimes people don't want you to outshine them, so they're always going to keep you at a level of where it's comfortable for them to be next to you, mm-hmm. you know. So, um. He is also uh, a very uh, important piece in my life. And I need one more that um, I just, it's hard because it's (laughs) It's always the fifth one. Um, I'm going to have to, right now, I have to say it's Dave Chappelle. um, Just because, I mean, he's always been controversially himself. And I think anybody who stands on resilience and stands on the fact that this is who I am, y'all grew to appreciate me because of my stance. Mm -hmm. Um, But also that he's an articulate, educated man that his jokes like this whole um, he's anti this. I'm just like, nah, gee, like, I don't see it. This is a a man having a conversation about how he understood or interpreted something. Mm -hmm. He has now redirected his thought process, but he also wants you to understand in this world, in this midst of what's going on, Mm -hmm. this is why I derived at my thought process. 
mm-hmm. we had like he said empathy is bisexual it goes both ways in order for me to understand and interpret your world you have to understand why i interpret you this way yeah. mm-hmm. i was this is our world has been this way for so many years now we switching it up now it's more than male and female yeah. you know mm-hmm. now sexual preference is a gender like what you know science yeah. it's changed <laughs> you know yeah. um so it's not meant to make fun of people and that's what i love about his comedy is that i feel like he's an equal opportunity uh, discriminator and i just feel like what comedy is so subjective it's art it's a form of art art is subjective and when we start to get into these nitpicking conversations about i don't like this and he's trying to destroy this whole group of people what we have to understand about comedy is comedy's always been to destroy a group of people yeah. like that's what we've been doing is laughing at marginalized groups forever right you had comics make fun of jews you had comics make fun of blacks black women oh my god not only are we made fun of now people dress up like I us was say, and imitate us and yeah. impersonate us yeah. so if we were offended by blackface what do you think cross-dressing is yeah you know yeah mm-hmm. so it's so many levels to where people find humor in things that people don't and if you don't like it then move around don't go subject yourself to it Mm -hmm. it's the whole old school ideology the stove is hot don't touch it stupid and if you felt like something was gonna be offensive then why would you indulge in it I don't like scary movies so I don't fuck with Mike Myers you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't fuck with Freddy Cougar (laughs) why would they just be stabbing people (laughs) and why is there you know what I'm saying I don't do that shit Mm -hmm. so yeah I just hate, like, I love that he stands on his point and that mm-hmm. he, I think it's more of, I'm doing this to to make comedy still be able to be comedy. Because if yeah. we keep going at this route, we can't have stand-up. Right. I became a stand-up comedian because people called me fat and black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw the funny in that. I saw a way to flip that narrative. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if people are so offended by shit, then join the group and offend other motherfuckers because (laughs) it just, we will never find a level of understanding in comedy. And I just love that he is just so, I think he's not doing it for him, but he's doing it for the rest of us. So the rest of us can have an art form and have, cause this is our life. I want comedy to be my livelihood. I Mm -hmm. don't lie. Comedy is paying for my braces, but but I want it to be, (laughs) what what, uh, Cardi said, I got a bag and fix my teeth. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Like, but it just, you know, um, to be able to go into clubs and because when we go into clubs, our, our, our group, our audience is so diverse and half of that audience we can't see because we're in a pitch black room almost, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And you never want to just sit up there and be like, should I say this? Can I not say this? Can yeah. I not say this? Cause the goal is if seven people laugh, 10 people going to laugh, 10 people laugh, 15 people going to laugh. Yeah. It's going to keep trickling down. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just, I can't appreciate somebody that is not greedy, who is not going to flip back and forth to, you know, make mainstream media appeased and happy mm-hmm. like he is the goat because y'all watched him do what he did for mm-hmm. years now you're trying to tell me uh-uh well he can't say this and that mm-hmm. and me being in this community mm-hmm. and i tell people all the time I, i'm a lesbian i'm in the lgbtq aij sega genesis you like, know what this <laughs> <Sega> <laughs> <laughs> i am and so for me if y'all mad how the fuck am i supposed to go up on stage and represent us and have a voice if you tear down everything or if exactly. it's constantly combative or everything is an issue 
we make fun of things. Mm-hmm. We are going to get made fun of. We are walk. We grown ass people walking around wearing rainbows, butt naked. <laughs> we are an easy target. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you have to understand in order to get, you got to give to society. You, you can't just box off and be like, y'all can't say shit about us. And if you do, we're going to take away every single thing from you. And it's hard for me as a black person to see another black person lose. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still black before I'm in the LGBTQ Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm hearing is Sega. That's going to be one of my questions for you. That's all the other letters we going to steal. You know what I'm saying? So the it, Dave Chappelle issue is gonna be one of my questions, and you went in. I like the response. That yeah, because I was. So, so, <laughs> I was waiting. To, I was waiting to see her response too. So yeah, bring, that was big. But bringing that up, being like you said, being in the community, what are most people like? Are they just mad because he's given his opinion? I can't. I don't know. I just feel like, and I and I, before I say this. I don't want to offend anybody and I definitely don't want to offend anybody on your platform or anything. Cause it's, I love everybody. And let me tell you, uh, I love trans people cause it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just keep it real. I don't want y'all to feel a certain way. I'm turned on. Listen to the breathing. This fool. I don't know what letter that give me <laughs> in the LGBTQ. But hear me out. I feel like anytime you say trans and you lead with the thought, it's going to offend people. Anytime you say gay and you lead with a thought, no matter what you say, you can say ninja turtles, rabbits, and butterflies after that. Somebody going to be like, so you trying to say we ninja turtles, we live underground? So that's how you feel about our community? You feel that? So you feel like we underground rats? Right. (laughs) In a shell? You think I have a shell? You know, I just feel that sometimes that... If you put a certain pronoun in front of a, anything, it just leads people to start. We we are now in a world where people give TED Talks, dissertations, and opi- mm-hmm. people's opinions are dissertations. We can't agree to disagree anymore because I got to give you a five-point plan of action, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it just... <laughs> Uh, it's hard you know what I'm saying like sometimes I feel like I'm doing a disservice to being in the LGBTQ community because I tell these jokes but then it's like I'm this is who I am this is who I am as a person you know what I'm saying before my pronouns and my preference this is who I am as a black woman you know so for me I have to just live through my experiences Mm -hmm. I can't write my jokes to make people feel comfortable in their spectrum you know or their or their slot in the rainbow i have to be okay with what i am you Mm -hmm. know and i try to tell people all the time it's hard for sometimes for us as black individuals to maneuver in the lgbtq community because people still don't understand we're black Mm -hmm. we're still fighting the oppression of being black before i have to fight the oppression of being gay exactly i don't even want anybody to know i'm gay (laughs) let's be getting a check for it you know so and it's not that i'm not proud i just hate that I don't like being a lesbian. People sexualize you. It mm-hmm. becomes, I can't have a conversation with somebody asking me, like, oh, you like a strap on? Like, what, where did that come from? Like, yeah. I, <laughs> motherfucker, we in line. Why yeah, would you ask me that? We have the grocery store. <laughs> Starbucks, I just asked you, was the nitro oat milk uh, espresso a good option? You notice the rainbow, and you're like, oh, yeah, you in the strap on? Like, whoa. You know, so. Nigga, ask for cheese, nigga. Forget the food. Let's talk about. 
And even being Strap a comedian, no you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just being a lesbian as a comedian, like no. I can be oh a comic God. and go tell jokes and yeah. be in a green room with comics, you yeah. know, and just shoot the shit. The minute it come out, I'm a lesbian. Whoa. Yeah. So you be dyking. Whoa. <laughs> you know, like it's an extreme. So it's just but, like. Wow. But isn't that what they're trying to do is for it not to be that no more? Like for you to be able to sit in the room and right. for people to know that you're a lesbian and treat you just as like you were treated right. before. Right. Exactly. I think that's. I think that's what they're. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I think they, that's they, the objective. It's the objective. Hear me out. My friends are slippery slope, Cortez. Right. Everybody. But we don't cancel all of them. But we don't cancel that next. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it. We like the other two. But I think we also live in a day and age. Like I tell people all the time, I'm old school gay. You know what I'm saying? I'm old school. I'm just gay you know what I'm saying <laughs> like I don't got all these letters and pronouns and stuff like I just like scissoring and little acronyms and shit I ain't got all that you know so I ain't got no little you know I ain't got no t-shirt I ain't got none of that shit and so it's just a different day and age where people are like I, I come from where we didn't tell people it was taboo you know what I'm saying to just mm-hmm. be like I'm gay what's up yeah. yeah and so um, <laughs> just being able to like have this new world where like people are just out and they're proud and now it's the conversation like yeah yeah. you know what i'm saying and i'm not mad at that i love it because i feel like it's great to not feel attacked but now i feel like we are the attackers because people don't understand it and you have to understand well 2019 was two you know years yeah. ago so mm-hmm. and it wasn't like this yeah. it, you know we're 2007 yeah, it wasn't that, that long crazy. ago yeah. you know what i'm saying just like 1966 wasn't that long ago wasn't that long ago exactly so it, it becomes a point where it's just like please can you not always be on the defense because i even i've had arguments with my gay friends like whoa bring it down i'm mm-hmm. not trying to argue with you or not tell you your opinion is not valid but come from a place or perspective where this is completely I don't know any of this mm-hmm. and I have to understand it and yes there's going to be pushback because once again we've lived in this era for so long remember when women didn't have jobs and wore skirts y'all because that wasn't that long ago I was going to go into that so if if thinking thinking and and actually saying that I try to explain and it, it doesn't make it okay but you have to be open to how people think so Let's go back to black people being able to, well, we're really not, but we're, we're supposed <laughs> to be able to do everything that mm-hmm. everyone else gets mm-hmm. to do, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that there are a lot of racist people who are still alive, who are old, but mm-hmm. they're still alive, mm-hmm. right? And these are people who say, well, I'm not used to black people being able to do all this mm-hmm. shit. And I'm not used to black people mm-hmm. being able, I mean, real talk, I'm mm-hmm. not used to black people no, being I get able it. to. It's just funny shit, here you say You know, and that shit <laughs> makes me uncomfortable to see this right. shit. Because you used to. To see people's to freedom. See, to see, and yeah, that's exactly people. what this movement <laughs> is. So then you have to, you have to be like. Niggas are free and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas walking around. Grandpa, <laughs> we're free now. <laughs> You're like. Right. Grandpa, get your ass away from them niggas. Get away. Fuck if they free. Grandpa and Price Chopper, like, look at them touching the lettuce. Fuck away from them. Get away from the lettuce. Did he just go in the door I did too? Yeah. Where's y'all back door at? Y'all ain't got a back door these niggas be walking into. So so you would. uh, You know what? I, I hate to say it, but let's be realistic, right, with racism, right? Let's be realistic with racism. It's some people that. Never even seen black people before. I met a woman. I met a woman the other day 
at my job. She said she had one black kid in her school of graduation of 600. Damn. 600 people graduate from her school, one black person. She said she didn't never see another black person until she got to college. So she never even experienced black people. So for Except a person, for what you see on TV or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think about kind of like racism at times, it's like if I never seen Indian people and I did some shit that Indian people didn't like, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, they probably would call me racist. But I really don't fucking know if it's racist yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing it, it kind of tiptoes on also with with the community, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. we don't know what is right or wrong. Right, yeah. right. So I was like, you really don't know people, what to say. We bite a lot of words <laughs> exactly. not to offend anybody. And then that's, and that's the thing is that people don't realize that people just assume like, cause even I assume you a grown ass person, you know, not to make fun of people, you know, not to say that, you know, yeah. not to do this, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but I have to, we also have to understand that we've lived in a society where we literally have made fun of things we don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's comedy. Yes. That's humor. Finding the humor in things, finding the silver lining. Like I tell people all the time, sometimes finding the humor in things makes things 10 times better mm-hmm. than what it is. Like racism is fucking up but now we can make fun of that shit exactly. and we have yeah. and we do exactly. all the time you know and you gotta so, think of how far we've come even though we've not there yet but mm-hmm. 50 years ago wasn't no niggas sitting around joking funny. about right. slavery right. you know, right. you know even, what i mean but even white people <laughs> it wasn't nothing funny fun about that shit oh they fucked tommy up the other day you can't laugh at that shit no, you know right. what i mean so no, you can so you well like, we can now <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with our our community and I just feel that sometimes it's really it's hard and like I like I tell people all the time I don't shit I don't hang out with gay people you know what I'm saying I don't fit in I don't fit in but I you know it's just certain things and certain I, we just two different entities sometimes and mm-hmm. so. I mean, I, I understand it and I respect it, but also in, in order for me to get to a level of respect, you can't be combative because then if you're combative and you constantly accusing people yeah. of being yeah. mean to you, then yeah. what the fuck you think they gonna do? Be yeah. mean to you. Yeah. yeah. Write jokes about you. Mm-hmm. Punch down on you. Get at a concert and talk about some stupid age shit. You know, it's yeah. just dumb shit, you know. So sometimes people are not trying to just go in on the just this harshness of the, the gay community. And I just wish we would kind of see it. And some of us do. Some of us very much do. And we tread that line and we try to get people to understand. But also... I'm going to just say this, and I might not be back on your podcast. Um, <laughs> you can go hard on him. <laughs> I think that some people hide behind white privilege mm-hmm. in that community. It's still that white privilege. It's still Talk that expectance him. of wanting things to go your way mm-hmm. and wanting to be respected your way. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, if you're unhappy, you still are white. I don't care what your gender is or what you preferenced yourself as, you still are white. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when it comes to the trans world, it gets real heavy because under all of that, you're still a white man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're still trying to take a black man's livelihood. You're still trying to tell people that this black person is not worthy of anything they have ever been given. Mm-hmm. Because you feel a certain oh. way or you feel attacked in this very, this five minute moment that is very temporary. Once you leave this club, if you let go of this notion, you won't even think about it. So that's what frustrates me sometimes is I feel like even because I, I tell people all the time, there's still a huge divide with race in that spectrum. And mm-hmm. it, it's no lie. It's I mean, even when we talk about the history of Stonewall, like. We, there's a racial divide. We created pride, and now we are very much kicked out of it in a lot of in a lot of spaces and places. And black, you don't see a lot of black people when it comes to pride. Yeah, and so or people of color. And so, 
when you look at that that ideology and thought behind it, I see privilege. I just see another form of white privilege. Mm-hmm. But you you will say, no, I'm in the community. I'm oppressed too. Be, not to say, not to piss <laughs> nobody off, but sometimes us being gay and how open we are in this gay community and the 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 facade, not the facade, but the lifestyle we choose, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. It's a choice. Just like I'm a black woman, but I still choose to have pink hair, dreadlocks, tattoos, wear jewelry and shit, knowing that people will ostracize me and look down upon me, mm-hmm. but it's a choice. Yeah. You know? Right. So I just feel like you choose to be bold and proud, but yet anytime somebody says something against you, you want to take that person out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to understand you in a community that is going to be ostracized because every community is ostracized. But this community, come on now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just sometimes feel like it's it's we hiding behind privileges, mm-hmm. yeah. whether it be white privilege, whether it be male privilege, whether it be Karen privilege. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like that privilege takes over the whole argument. Mm-hmm. You just want to be right because you've always been right because you're white. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think that's what I have the problem with too. Like I feel like it is a fight, and I I I, I promise you, I don't think nobody should be dying before whatever they choose to mm-hmm, to be or mm-hmm, you know whatever, mm-hmm. right? But I do feel like it's easier of a fight for them than it is for us because you are white. Yeah, like yeah. You, you, your voice really, is going to be heard. Like you're you gonna really get just, back up. Like you really just fighting. Like I I I, I literally step back. You really just fighting a group of white people with another group of white people. Like that's it. Like black people are sprinkled in, in there, other races are sprinkled in there, but mm-hmm. like the things that the community wants, they're arguing with another community that doesn't agree with them, which is also white. But then those same white people know that those are those people and they feel like some type of compassion, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little mm-hmm. easier of a battle. But mm-hmm. when they see us mm-hmm. and we're trying to do the same fucking fight, mm-hmm. they don't got no compassion for us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if they do, right? Like it's it's for moments. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not forever. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as this moment is over, mm-hmm. we're going back to being niggas. It's like February. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say they ain't gonna sign at one days. rally, <laughs> but the other rally they might not even talk right. to you. It's just, yeah, right, that's it. right. What? But there's certain things you can't say. You can't analyze it, or else you right. something's wrong with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not even talking about the sexual part. I'm just talking about the hypocrisy in it all. When you're talking about, okay, I'm cool with you here, and I'm not cool with you there. Mm-hmm. But if you say that. Mm-hmm then you got some kind of phobia attached to you. It's just like... I just think simply put... That's why I just be quiet. I just think... I love everybody. Simply put, (laughs) you should just feel like... I don't feel like I should shove how I feel or what I think down somebody's throat, right? Like, okay, so if there's a... If I'm around a a KKK member and this member's like, shit, I hate black people, right? Mm -hmm. Or I I just dislike them for whatever reason. You feel whatever fucking way you feel, right? Because I can't change how you feel. You feel whatever way you feel. It's when you start to abuse people or when you start to like go out and hurt people. Cause you could think whatever you think, mm-hmm. just like another person could feel like, well, shit, I'm not really into the whole trans thing or how things are changing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feel whatever way you feel. But when you, when you start to like abuse people, when you start to mm-hmm. hurt people or try mm-hmm. to kill people for whatever they believe or whatever they feel, whatever right. they think, that's when it becomes a, 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 a problem. That's when it becomes a difference. And when you change people's lives, like if you're a racist person and you're a cop, well, mm-hmm. you can change people's lives like that. Right. You you have the power to do some fucked up shit in that situation. Feel whatever fucking way you feel. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you put yourself in a position to where you're just kind of like mm-hmm. changing shit, people's lives and their living, it, it's different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to 
be joked on. It yeah. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you said, being being fat, being black in school, you mm-hmm. gonna get joked on. And mm-hmm. believe I had that same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I if I use what I got, mm-hmm. and I've had this conversation on this show a lot. My grandpa said, talk about yourself. So when people talk about you, they ain't got no room they ain't got, for it. Yeah, they you, you no already heard it. it. I tell you all the time. So you got eyesight, bitch. Cool. But let me crack on you and it's a problem. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. obviously you ain't had that situation. Mm-hmm. So let me go ahead. And then when I found that out, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, y'all don't like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm making friends in this motherfucker. Like not a comedian. Mm-hmm. But a nigga crack on you quick, like there's there's no problem. That's fine. So once you find out that defense mechanism, that that okay, then then it then it is what it is. If you're going to talk about people, are going to be talked about. There are trans people who talk about other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are going to talk about yeah. people, and you have to say it is comedy. And if this person is saying I disagree with it, that's how they feel. Yeah. They disagree with it. But if that person is not like go kill everybody or go mm-hmm. do this to whoever mm-hmm. you disagree with, go go fuck their life up or do whatever. Man, I just don't think it's right how you can just like, and I have no problem with any community. Race, sexual preference, none of that shit means anything to me. But when you look at, this is what I say about hypocrisy. Let's say if I just hung out with a trans person today. For 24 hours, I'm sure that person is gonna not like some fucking group. And that's, their fucking preference, you know what I mean? Whether it be political, yeah. whether it be the bitch at the mm-hmm. grocery store, whether it be how they yeah, serve their mm-hmm. fucking drinks at Starbucks, mm-hmm. everybody has something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just think to blow up one, because I think it's black people. We just get burned in the middle of the street. We ain't been able to cancel nobody. Right. We ain't right. talking about feelings. We talking about a, a body count, motherfucker. Right. Asian hate crime <laughs> bill passed yeah, last in the year. Yeah. When the fuck do we get to cancel we some motherfuckers? Do we got one? <laughs> no. Damn. No. We no. have historically shown mm-hmm. that and institutionally shown that we are being treated like garbage. Mm-hmm. But if you say you have a problem with just that, they still attach homophobia to you. It's like, nah, motherfucker. I'm pissed off because we ain't made no progress. We ready to care for a motherfucker. We ready to get some protection. That is my stress with (laughs) being in this community is I don't feel like fighting for this community when I'm still fighting to be black. In 2021, I am still afraid to travel by myself Mm -hmm. as a black woman. In 2021, I am still afraid to walk into rooms and speak and i in 2021 i don't even like being around a whole bunch of white dudes doing comedy because Mm -hmm. it's like they'll make a joke and if i say something like i'm i'm a dirty i'm a dirty old lady i make sexual (laughs) jokes all the time and people get weirded out but i'm like y'all literally be on stage doing rape and race jokes and it's okay yeah Yeah. and this is why i say if dave Chappelle was a white man and he told those same jokes we wouldn't be having this conversation exactly it's just it's like i literally I had sat at a show. What if George Carlin was saying the same shit? Listen, I sat at a show with a dude with a notebook, a paid show. We getting booked, and you still got a notebook in your hand, Mm -hmm. and you up here reading pedophile jokes and telling us this may make some of y'all mad. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I just feel like some people can get away with a lot of shit. A white comic, female comic, has an album called, if I'm not sure, Rape rape Jokes or whatever. And I understand it's a pun, Mm -hmm. but you don't see people trying to cancel her. Mm -hmm. And that's what Dave Chappelle was trying to explain in his special. Y'all, Daphne defended me. 
Mm-hmm. Y'all went so hard on her. I'm not saying that y'all community is the reason she committed suicide, but y'all want to deflect and say that it was David Chappelle mm-hmm. when yet she stood up for David Chappelle. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is y'all go so hard on people. Y'all fuck up people's mental. I tell people comics all that all the time. Like I don't hang out with y'all. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you don't know what my mental health is. And y'all talk so much shit. Y'all don't know what space I'm in. Y'all yeah, don't exactly. know where I'm at. You don't know what I'm coping with. And y'all just keep talking shit. And if you see that I'm bothered or I, I, I'm under oversensitive, you go even harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would I put, why would I subject myself to that mental anguish? You know exactly. what I'm saying? So it's, it's the same thing. If you feel something's going to be overly offensive or you feel like somebody might attack you, why so even subject yourself to that artistry? Mm-hmm. But so many people will go and try to defend and they don't understand when you're trying to defend your right, you are literally diminishing other people's capacity. You are mm-hmm. literally belittling other people. Mm-hmm. So you still doing the same shit. Yeah, that's why I say the hypocrisy of, Look, you don't have to, the hypocrisy of it all is crazy. You don't have to watch the shit. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't even run around this motherfucker being mad at extreme porn. I don't have to watch that shit. I don't have to fucking rally and try to get this shit out loud. Mind your business. That's mm-hmm. for somebody. Mm-hmm. It ain't for me. But the problem Keep is. cream pies. Though. Yeah, the, clean porn. I watch the, it all the time. The, but the problem <laughs> I is. I like clean porn. But we have to understand the problem is. I don't the, fuck with that extreme. The problem is the push on things. Like even 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 us just as regular people, we, we don't understand that we what we do, right? So let's say anything. Like, if you're not doing something that somebody else likes, then it's a problem, right? So let's say having built anything, anything. I see so much now, like, having your own business, right? Mm-hmm. Having your own business. Everybody everybody should have their own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you're and now crazy everybody if you don't have your own business. Yeah. And you ain't doing nothing with your time because you ain't <laughs> yeah. taking Dollar Tree candlesticks <laughs> and be dazzling in them. <laughs> and you ain't got no LLC name, licorice, got, lip you, gloss, <laughs> lip company. Like, y'all ain't really grinding because when I get off from the call center, I'm out here fucking putting get, hot glue stuff. I get the bag. And I'm making $45 t-shirts and shit. Like that's and the, ten and ten people gonna buy them these like these next three and months. You ain't really grinding. Like, I spent three days getting a million TikTok followers <laughs> to get my business. And what y'all doing? Y'all just sitting at home scrolling no, watching are, TikTok. No, she working that, she that dude from no, college. Are you at work? <laughs> are you at work? You doing with nothing with you your work, life? <laughs> y'all out here working a nine to five and da 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 da. And I, this is how I feel. I feel like. Everything is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. So give to give advice is one thing, but to call motherfuckers out for not doing something that you may be doing because mm-hmm. like the LLC is big now. Everybody yeah. has to, if you don't have one, you know, fuck you. you ain't da, shit. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> we live in a, a, a society, social media, especially social media, where if you're not doing what everybody else is doing, it's being shoved down your throat and you're not on that level. You're not this, you're not that. Yeah. So that is why if you do not have, I just say that if you do not, it sucks. But if you do not have tough skin, if mm-hmm. you do not have tough skin, mm-hmm. sometimes you do have to you have to know yourself for one. Right. If I know mm, this ain't for me, mentally this shit ain't mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. or mentally I can't see this, right. or mentally if another person is talking shit, shit, remove them, un- mm-hmm. un- unview, mm-hmm. so you can't view that shit because that is mental health. Sometimes it just is what it is. People are going to feel how they feel. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to agree with you. You're not going to agree with everybody yeah. else. So it just is just. You know, you mm-hmm. you have to cut yourself off. You in because everybody's going to have a view. Exactly. Everybody's going to have a point of view. Everybody's yeah. going to have a. You don't have to watch it, like you say. You don't know, like scary movies. Mm-hmm. You don't have to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking watch football. Exactly. Yeah. I don't watch it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not upset when everybody else is upset. I'm like, oh, 
Because yeah. I, I don't understand. And that's my only thing. I wouldn't do something. If my best friend invited, invited me to a David Duke rally, I wouldn't go and then come back talking shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't like the nigga talking about niggas <laughs> like that. <It's> like, how <laughs> stupid would that fucking be? I didn't be? like that little white outfit. <laughs> <laughs> These yeah. motherfuckers the was overdressed. Was ra- the yeah. mic was raggedy. The food was dropped. Like, you ain't got to be going. You just not you didn't have to go. fucking go. Right. Mm. So. All right, that's enough for our rants. I want to say before we run out of time, I just want to say this, man. Janelle, I have watched you. In my short, in my short amount of time knowing you, two years, I think, I have watched you command stages and just be a superstar that you are. And I want to say, just keep doing it because you are going places, and I'm glad you finally came on our show and blessed us with your talent. Let's not presence. act like Janelle ain't been here. Right. She been I'm here, but she didn't come in. It don't matter. It don't matter. That shit counts. I was confused. No, I'm talking about in a different capacity. She was here with Rodney last time. No, she was here with Rodney last time. She was here when we was in the kitchen. She started from the bottom. Listen, we we not we not dealing with Ron. She started with us from the bottom. She was like one of the. She, was, she wasn't doing it like that back in the I, kitchen. I, I, now she's a superstar. We, we wasn't doing it like I that. Mean, headline. None of us shit. was doing good. <laughs> we was, shit. Now we didn't met back up. Listen, right. I still drive the same car, though. I still drive the same car. That motherfucker still <laughs> clean. That motherfucker loyal. That motherfucker loyal. Still loyal. I told her. Yeah. Look, I told her before Cortez got in my memory. Wasn't shit, goddamn, you going to call me out on the radio? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This ain't even the radio. What, what we talk? What we talk about? Groups, women empowerment. Janelle yes, started with us from yes. the from the. Well, the message was good. See, that's what we've been talking about all day. As long as the message is good, you should no, fucking right. cut people some slack. Now we talk. We talking about facts. Well, go ahead, say something before all I right, cut this shit listen, off. All right, now listen. We gonna talk about facts. Shout out to Janelle. Janelle been with us since the kitchen. When we went, none of us was doing good. We ain't meet, meet nobody. We, we wasn't eating to, in that we, motherfucker. We, we tried to we get. We was going to get four for fours before we, the show. Now it's catered. That's right, where I met right. you at. Now I remember. That's where I met you I, at the we, first. Yeah. Hey, I was in Wendy's Stop and Janelle playing. was in there and I didn't say nothing. Stop we ended up coming to the same house. Your house. <laughs> <laughs> a bitch, you the one got the yeah. fucking meal, Janelle, right? Janelle been rocking with us for a minute since the, since the beginning. So shout out to Janelle. <laughs> if they would have had, this is before we was even meeting superstars. We tried to get a superstar niggas show up and shit. We was all doing crazy. But now everybody's doing better. Now I'm on the shows. You know what I'm saying? Now you- <laughs> Hilarious. So, we ain't yeah. going to Wendy's no more. Hell yeah. We made it. Definitely, uh, we love to hear I, I want th- this is the black Jesus outfit. That's, I like that. Appreciate you coming with yes. the blackness. Don't feed the tiger. Yes. <laughs> and y'all make sure y'all check her out. Janelle Banks on all social Woo-hoo. media platforms. Y'all make sure y'all follow yes. us too. Give us a just share Janelle. too. Yes, thank yes. you for Well, viewing. yeah, just Janelle. It's, it's so Miss Just Laugh. Miss Just Laugh. M-I-S-S-J-U-S-L-A-U-G-H if you're from the South. M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, J-U-S-L-A-L-A-U-G-H. And on that motherfucking Already. <laughs> <Later. Peace. laughs>